Hi, thank you for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 93. My guest this week is Lepore Parikh. Uh, she studied at the University of Mumbai and was a senior software engineer in India. She was in the work-study program, along with me, for Strictly Tango, which is owned by Sergio Segura. Uh, she is also a highly skilled Indian dancer who does Indian dances. They're so beautiful, and she's very well-traveled, and uh, she works with technology company. Uh, welcome to my show. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. It's such a pleasure, such an honor to have you here. I am fascinated by uh, Indian dancing. Could you tell me more about it, please? So there are mainly um, two kinds of Indian dances. Uh, one is the classical dance, which um, has been a style of dancing since ancient India, um, mainly performed uh, by trained dancers in temples and other uh, big platforms. And then the other kind is folk dances of India. Folk dances, as it goes by name, is something that people dance onto when they get together in a group. It did evolve from classical dances, but it has its own fun and less restriction and less discipline that goes into folk dancing. So uh, what kind do you do? I have trained myself into one of the forms of classical dancing, uh, which is called Bharat Natyam. And that's like a dance form of India, if we take the literal meaning. Um, it originated in the southern part of India. And it still requires a minimum of um, eight to 10 years of typical uh, Bharat Natyam education for you to be called a Bharatanatyam dancer. Oh, wow, that's a lot of education. So, like me, uh, lots of other kids in India start from a very early age of, say, three to five years, so that by the time they're 16 or 18, they have a master diploma in Bharatanatyam classical dance. Amazing. <laughs> um, folk dances, on the other hand, are freestyled and uh, don't require training education. But um, I do go for folk dances when we have get together, and there are different kinds of those too. So you can do both. I can do both. I'm actually very interested in all forms of dancing. It's great. What about Bollywood? That's more modernized. Right. Bollywood caters to um, all kinds of dancers and modernized version, meaning dancers as non-dancers as well. So if you have two left feet, don't worry, you can still do Bollywood dancing. Wow. Whereas other forms of dance style require you to have certain form of grace, um, technical uh, understanding of how to do, what to do. But Bollywood is like freestyle, so... Yes, Bollywood. I love dancing on Bollywood songs. Oh, that's great. Uh, so my favorite kind is to mix and match. So I take a Bollywood song, but then dance uh, with the typical classical Bharatanatyam or a folk. Or I have also tr um, 
recently tried to mix and match Western dance forms to Bollywood songs. That's amazing. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, I, I would like to learn some. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you find Argentine tango? You discovered it on your own? Um, it was actually a pure stroke of luck. Um, Sergio and his team offers uh, free uh, teaching classes on Riverside every summer. Uh, my workplace is very near to that thing. And I had just gone out for a walk after a long day on work. And I saw Strictly Tango's um, dancing uh, free trial or teaching from Sergio and Jack Henley. And that's how I was introduced. So it used to be um, every three days a week or two days a week on the Riverside in um, North uh, Upper Manhattan. So that's how I got into it. And then I was so enamored. I have never done um, pair dancing, couple dancing. That's the thing. That's what they say, it's due to tango. I have heard about it, I have seen it in movies, but I have never really done anything to that kind. So I was very attracted to that form of dancing. And I found the Sergio's teaching classes and methods very intriguing. He was teaching from the basics to all the beautiful ornaments and the embellishments, and then actually dancing, so. That's what prompted me to join his class wherein we met. Yes. Sergio is amazing. He is a legend. Definitely. So have you been in dance like performances and competitions? I have been for Indian classical and folk dances. I have won quite a lot of prizes for that as well. Um, not to brag that, but um Traditionally, um, we have a festival for dance, which comes somewhere in September to October. And during that time, there are usually competitions for folk dances as well. Uh, for that, um, I have I really like to participate in those. Uh, while I was in school and mainly back in India, also some when I was studying here in the U.S., um, I have taken part in some for, um dances for charity, for um, just um, promoting Indian dance culture, and so on. So, yeah, I like, I like dancing. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm talking a lot. You can see that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Everything's such a beautiful expression. Yes, definitely. Feeling the music and doing all that. <laughs> Do you travel to India a lot? Um, recently, um, post pandemic, uh, actually during pandemic, post pandemic, not so much. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to going to India soon, probably in the next six months or so. And you still have family over there? Yes, my entire, my main family resides in India. My mother is in India. My uncles and my siblings and everybody stays in India. It's in Mumbai. Yes, they live in Mumbai. I hear that's a very fun city. Yeah, that's a big city, pretty much like New York, cosmopolitan. The reason I like New York is because it has 
different people from different countries. You get to know different cultures. Like how I got, I got to know about tango. So Mumbai is cosmopolitan for different cultures of India coming together in one big city. That is so cool. Um, yeah, I was telling my husband, you know, I, I should be Indian because I love the music. I love the food. I love the dancing. I love the clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves India. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> How long does it take to make a sari? It looks like so much work goes into it. Um. Trust me, if you are a beginner like I am, it can take up to 30 minutes to one hour or until you get entangled in sari till you give up. But there are people like my mother and some of my friends who can wear a sari in like as quick as five minutes. They, they think wearing a sari is much more quicker than dressing up in a trouser and a blouse. It's so beautiful, all the details that go into it. Yeah, I particularly fond of wearing traditional Indian clothes as well. I like to wear traditional clothes, especially on, say, my birthdays, other Indian festival days. Um, most people don't like uh, wearing it that much nowadays, uh, especially during birthdays and all, but I'm kind of, I don't know, famous. Uh, there's a lot of rich culture in dressing up as, and there are a lot of dressing styles, dressing ways. Um, now with modern technology and us being in Western countries, it's almost like we have a combination of Westernized Indian outfits which are like very easy to wear, but they are still equally gorgeous and, and they still give you the look of traditional Indian culture. So those are the new styles that I want to wear and I want to invest into. Who doesn't like buying clothes? Yeah, I know. I love shopping. <laughs> That's it. I have to put Mumbai on my bucket list. I want to go. Yes, you should visit that. Probably when I am in India too, then I can show you around. Yes, yes, absolutely. I would love that. <laughs> so you've traveled a lot around the world. So you like vacationing? Mm, I like to travel. I haven't been to a lot of countries, but I have been to quite a few and I especially love looking around um, Nepal. They have a very enriching culture. Um, they are very similar to India, a neighbor of India, uh, but their culture still differs from India. Uh, so their architecture and all, I'm really interested in that. That also prompted me to go around tours of Eastern and Western coast of America, trying to find different cultures in Philadelphia, Chicago. Chicago is known for its architecture. Really <laughs> Have you tried dances from other cultures? Uh, not specifically, um, but I have tried a bit of salsa. I'm not very good at it, but I have tried it. It was fun. It, it's a very happy-go-lucky dancing. I am interested in other dance forms like hip-hop and uh, ball dancing. I have done a bit of ball dancing, but I want to try my hands on to contemporary next. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm open to dancing. As long as you take me dancing, I'm all in. That's great. I think you must, you must have a great foundation 
since you trained in the classical and folk styles of Indian dancing, that it'll carry over to other dances, that you still have that grace and the posture and the styling that can apply to anything. That is true. Um, dancing starting from early age instilled a lot of discipline in me, which helped me form my postures and the gracefulness that should come with it. Uh, classical dancers also put a lot of um, emphasis on your expression, your body language and everything, which I believe is uh, important for every dance form that we have. Um, so that helped me a lot and it still helps me today to try out other dances that I am not um, a very stiff person. I can um, move around in the way that, but I need to still practice definitely. But that's the way I moved around and tango and all was that it was not that difficult for me to initiate into tango as opposed to somebody who's never danced before in life. Yeah. It's all intertwined, all yeah. things, they're all connected to each other. Definitely. <laughs> and is it true that in the Indian dancing, there's some people who could stand like on one foot for hours? Um, there are dance poses that require you to uh, put, uh, stand on one feet for hours. It mainly started from the ancient yoga techniques that we have in India. Um, it is said that if you stand on one leg, one leg with your other leg supporting the leg that you're standing on, um, connected to it, but not on the floor, and your arms raised high up in the air, doing a namaste in the air and if you can stand for long in that it regulates your breathing techniques it helps you meditate and um instill a strength in your bones that helps you stand long have you done yoga yeah uh, I have done yoga. I still do yoga every day. I like doing yoga. It's um, These days, yoga is very much uh, combined with uh, the high-intensity training as well to keep you fit. But um, I have seen yoga being accepted and embraced by a lot of Western countries, um, a lot of different peoples from every culture. So I feel that's a nice to see and it's a healthy way, the not very painful way to keep yourself. <laughs> yes, I, I love yoga too. I took a class from a teacher who was a hundred years old. Oh wow. And then she's amazing. If she passed away, I think she was a hundred and two when she passed away or a hundred and one. But yeah, she was doing yoga her entire life. She's from India. Yeah, I have heard about such stories where if people have started um, practicing yoga since a very early age and they have maintained it throughout their life, they have had prolonged life and fewer diseases and a very healthy lifestyle. Oh, I believe that refers to all forms of exercise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you have any like future plans, any dance like shows or competitions or trips planned, anything like that? The pandemic slowed down a lot of competitions. A lot of places are not even open yet. Uh, my 
uh, immediate plans are, uh, I mentioned that there was a Indian festival for dancing that's coming up. It's a 10 day festival, which is coming up next month. Um, so there will be um, over different weekends, there would be live singers allowing you, um, giving you a big space to um, dance on a folk dance called Garba. And there will also be competitions held in and around uh, New Jersey. So I'm looking forward to attending some of the uh, New Jersey emporiums and um, other places where the, this is going to be performed. I also have a very traditional um, dance wear costume that you specifically wear for this Gerba folk dance. So I'm really excited for that. Okay. How many hours do you have to practice leading up to a performance or competition? Um, usually, because it's group dance and you have to coordinate and everything, um, a stage performance requires about a month or two of daily hour, hour and a half of practices. Um, everybody's working, so you can't... Uh, take out way too many hours on the same day and it's not even you can dance for four hours and then not feel well the next day so it's usually hour hour and a half for um, at least a month for folk dances this is mainly where you know dance forms but you don't need choreography everybody gets together everybody knows the dance form they form a big circle and then you dance in the circle it happens on um, Indian Street in Jersey City, and it happens in Edison, New Jersey. So this is what I was talking about as part of Gurba. Um, they are uh, no pre previous practice, but directly um, dance competition days. And the dances start from 8 p.m. And we dance all night long until 3 to 4 a.m. in the morning. Wow. <laughs> That sounds so much fun. Oh, you need to have a lot of stamina. You need to be fit enough. You can't be lagging. Otherwise, um, if you dance for a couple of hours and get tired, then you won't be able to dance all night long. So when this all night dances are around, you have to pace yourself. You can't start dancing very fast or very tiringly right from the beginning. So these dances have tempos that we dance on slow tempo medium tempo goes all the way up to the high highest bit amazing and a really big crowd shows up it's a lot of a really big crowd you could see people watchers in even during pandemic we had more than 200 300 people getting together once it was allowed in 2021 and now that this year it's uh, open for all i am definitely expecting there to be at least 800 people getting together on a huge space. In Jersey, they block off one full street uh, from end to end, and then they start dancing in one big circle that goes all the way, that covers the entire street. Wow. So very colorful dresses, very colorful attires, very colorful dance forms, music. And so if you see it from a bird's eye point of view, it's like one circle, big circle concatenated on, inside of many, many tiny circles. And it looks very beautiful from a bird's eye view. That's so amazing, all the colors. <laughs> Imagine all the colors.
And do they serve like food there? Are there vendors? So different places uh, offer different services. Um, some places, because they're running from 8 p.m. to or 7 p.m. all the way until 3 a.m., there they serve dinner. Uh, dinners in India are typically late around 8.30, um, as opposed to uh, the dinner time we have here, which is from 5 to 7. So dinners in India are 8.30 or to 9.30. So if there is anything that goes that late, they offer dinner, provide dinner, uh, traditional Indian food that actually, um, so it's a calorie rich food. It provides you instant energy that gives you a lot of energy to start dancing in the second half of the night. That's so exciting. I, I actually, I like eating later. I, I eat later than other people in the U.S. I do. <laughs> just it, it helps you sleep so much better when you have a late dinner <laughs> actually even i have felt that if i eat as early as 5 p.m by the time it's sleep time i am so hungry that i can't sleep me too i think <laughs> so right as i'll have late dinner such that it's you're full enough to go back to bed i know i totally understand that <laughs> that's that's great yeah i'm not the only one <laughs> Uh, so, um, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners? So, I just want to share on different points that we spoke about uh, is that if you are uh, looking into getting into any form of dances, make sure you are disciplined and you have a very strict regimen for uh, your body language, postures, and keep exercising to maintain yourself fit. Because dancing in any dance form, whether it be tango or Indian dance form, uh, it requires a lot of practice and a lot of effort put into it. Um, to me, personally, dancing is just like uh, relaxing. It's very pure. It's even after a day full of hard work and playing, I can dance all night long because it's just so relaxing. So if you're just like me, make sure you join some dance classes or you join us for Garba in any form of New Jersey. Hopefully we'll crash each other and make new acquaintances there. Yes, so, absolutely. <laughs> and if you ever wish to get uh, traditional Indian attire and if you need help in wearing that or have any issues, um, there's always Google, but yeah, you can always call up your Indian friends. I'm sure Indian people are all helpful. They are by nature. They will even serve you food if you come to their house. So they will definitely help you with dressing up. And keep smiling. Keep watching Bollywood videos. Yes. <laughs> I like to go to India town in Queens. Yeah, there's an Indian town in Queens, I believe. Um, there are a lot of Indian living around in houses um, in Queens. And there's also an Indian square uh, somewhere in New York. Uh, I think it's also in Queens. Or Manhattan. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> and there's so many exciting holidays in the Indian culture, like Diwali and Holly. They all seem so much fun to me. <laughs> yes. Um, so Indian cultures um, are very different. So even a single festival is, uh, how do we say, celebrated differently from 
if people belong to different states of India. Um, but everything together, uh, everybody comes together with the same idea of everybody dresses up in traditional Indian attires and eat lots and share lots of Indian foods with each other from sweets to spicy to savory and you can find all kinds of things. Wonderful. <laughs> um, I want to thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you on my show. This was a very exciting episode and I'm so glad I got to learn more about the Indian culture. I definitely want to go to India one day. <laughs> Do come. <laughs> I want to come to Jersey City too for the dance festival. <laughs> I will definitely let you know once the timings are posted. It's free. Everybody can join in at least on the jerseys at the end. It's a free one. On the Edison site, there is a nominal fee. So um, you can check out um, Indian websites, um, suleika.com, or just ask any of your Indian friends. I'm sure everybody knows about the upcoming Indian Dance Festival. But for Jersey City, it's on a weekend. Um, it's always on weekends, so no work weekday works um, mostly because most people are available free on weekends, Saturday nights. So maybe you can join us. Uh, you and your husband can join us, share some dance vibes, and maybe incorporate tango in a big circle such that it looks like Indian folk dance. Oh, how exciting! That's so cool. <laughs> Wow, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Great. Oh, um, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction and the lovely chat that we have had. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's a privilege. And I want to thank everyone for tuning into another episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to stay true to your dreams, stay positive, and stay safe out there. Take care, listeners.